Good morning, everyone. I hope everyone is having such a good day or good afternoon or good evening whenever you're listening to this. But welcome to another episode of Heart is Full podcast. We are so happy to have you here. Today, we are going to be talking about college life, all the way from balancing the stress of school and life and work and all of that stuff to like relationships, to loneliness, to finding friends. All of that good stuff is what we're going to be talking about today. And so with me, I thought who better to have on than this lady who works with college students and also was a college student herself. So today I'm so excited to welcome Janet Galante. Hey, Janet, thanks so much for coming on today. So glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. I'm this Janet has been like my a huge mentor for me. I just met her two years ago when I moved up to Johnson City. So Janet, can you like explain or tell people who you are? for the people that don't entirely know you and what your job position is with working for college students for those people again that like don't really know what you do so can you explain that yeah uh, i'm janet galante i've been in johnson city for five years working for first christian church and i'm the college minister so i've done that for i guess about the last three years uh, so working with our students and trying to build up leadership from within that that college ministry becomes a ministry run mostly by college students for college students, and it's been really fun to get to do that. It really has, and also Janet is like so good at leading like us to be leaders. So like she herself is a great leader who like leads us, but she also gives us like a, so many amazing opportunities to like lead in small groups or in like greeting takeover or like leading the leadership team like she just gives us a ton of opportunities or like just taking over instagram like genuinely i i am not like doing an internship with janet but like at times it feels like i am because she genuinely does give us like really good experience inside the church and to do things with the other college students there so it she does amazing things and she's doing great but janet can you tell us a little bit about like your personal life tell us about who Janet is. What does she like to do in her free time? Yeah. Uh, I'm married to Michael. We've been married for six years now. Uh And I like to run. I ran two marathons this year. Yeah, she did. (laughs) And I have two pet bunnies who are like my children. Uh, They both currently have their own rooms and we are working on them liking each other enough that we don't be those stereotypical millennials whose house is more for their pets than it is for anyone else. So yeah, that's probably me. That's so funny. I've been to Janet's house several times um, and she has a fuzzy lop who is this super sweet little fuzzball with like big ears that's actually the bunny I also have back in Knoxville so that's so that Luna is her Mm -hmm. name so cute and then she just recently got this other bunny Stella who is a I don't know she's a Flemish giant she weighs 11 pounds (laughs) she is so big (laughs) but that is so cute and her and they really do have like a whole room to like run around in which is awesome 
which is a lot better, I think, than like having them crept up in a tiny cage or something. So love that. Janet, thank you so much for telling about yourself. Before we dive right into the episode, for any of you that are familiar with how um, the episodes kind of go, is I always start the episodes off with whoever is on to tell us a praise of their day or praise of the week or praise of the year, just whatever, praise of your life. So we can like start the episode with just praising God for like amazing things that he's working in our lives and also so we can praise you too. So like people on the other end can be like yes janet that's awesome and so i also can be like janet that's awesome so janet do you have a praise for us today yeah i guess this might be a little less personal but more just in our work at the church right now uh we're doing the love everyone Mm -hmm. series and it's just been so cool to see so many people whose lives are really being transformed by this. Uh, It's a series where we're just trying to make love as practical and specific as possible. Um, So I've heard so many good stories of, I reached out to this person who I kind of hate or don't like, or we've had a tension in our relationship. And um, just seeing people really act on the love of God and not just talk about it has been really awesome. So I'm definitely praising God for that. Oh, that is such a good praise. I have been loving this Love Everyone series. It's such a good series. It It's like one of those series that sometimes can be, like some of the topics can be hard to hear, but it's so powerful and so well done. And like the question, the overall like question that like our main pastor has kind of been asking us all is like your who, who's your who, and then what's your how? And that is it, yeah, right? That's are it. The, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was Good like, job. should I say that right? Um, but, and those questions, like, genuinely, if you can really, like, tone, tune into those questions and really genuinely try and put them into practice and works in your life, Oh, it's so good. So yeah, thanks for that praise. That's that's a good one. So let's go ahead and jump into the episode today as we talk about college life. For my other college people out there, college is an amazing time in your life. I think college is personally the best time. Like it's, there's so much freedom. It's so much fun. Like it's not like school where you have to be in school from 8.30 in the morning till 3.30 in the afternoon, right? Like it's so much freedom. It's just so fun. But at the same time, like college can be difficult. It's a time where you're finding yourself. You're kind of figuring out other people around you. Maybe you're figuring out yourself. Like it can also be very challenging. So I wanted to make an episode and also because college has kind of just recently started or like the school year has just recently started again. So I feel like this is a good time to start getting up, um, start talking about this since you've maybe kind of got the first month down with uh, college, but there's still maybe you're kind of in the phase of you're getting through it, you're figuring out your schedule and your system, but also like maybe you're just kind of struggling at the same time and kind of going through it. So the very first thing that I want to speak on um, and that I got a lot of questions about when dealing with college is how to balance school and life and work together, especially when they conflict and like the stress that comes with that. So I am, for me personally, I think back to last year. I think last year was the moment where I was the most busy I think I've ever been. I had to work 25 hours a week in order to like be able to pay my bills since I lived in an apartment. I had a dog that lived with me and so I had to like take care of her and I had to, you know, make sure that she was also getting the time and attention that she needed. 
I was a full-time student, obviously, taking full-time credit hours. Um, I was a small group leader with college age, which I'm actually going to talk more about that later. I'm super excited to talk more about that. And I was a small group leader for middle school nights. Um, I have a boyfriend. Like, I have friends that I want to keep up with. So, guys, I completely understand like the stress that can come with doing all these things and how to like maintain time to do all of them and stuff. So I kind of wanted to start this off by just giving advice and tips for like what helped me when I um, got like was in the midst of like all of that um, and how I did maintain like school, but also like my personal life, but also my spiritual life and all that. Um, I do, I don't, I don't always like tooting my own horn because I don't want to be like, I want to be humble, but I do want to toot my own horn for a little bit just because last semester I did get straight A's in all my classes, which was a huge, a huge blessing, honestly, because I was going through a lot. Um, and so I just want to say like, it can be done. It can be done and let me like be your testament that if you can balance this stuff well, then hey, you guys can absolutely do it. And even in the midst of it, even though it may seem like super stressful, you got this, you totally got this. So first, like, I guess piece of advice and Janet, absolutely feel free to jump in like whenever you like think of something or um, if you're like, hey, I'm gonna stop you there. Cause I also felt that way or whatever in college. Um, but I think, a, a big part for me that kind of took me a while to figure out was how whenever you, with your time, use, if you have a little bit amount of time, then do smaller assignments. If you have a larger amount of time, then work on those bigger assignments. I feel like whenever you are getting through like school and stuff, you kind of, at least this is me, so maybe this is just a me thing, but I always felt like I would sit down and I would work on an assignment and I felt like I had to get that done immediately. Like if it was this three page paper I'm supposed to do, right? I started it and I felt like since I started it, I have to finish it that evening, which then would stress me out a lot because then I'm like pushing myself to do this thing when I'm drained or I'm done. Um, and so take time based off of like take time to do those assignments based off the time you have. So if you only have a short little period of time in between, a class and work, then just do those little small assignments that you can like get done easy, right? Like don't feel like you have to get everything done immediately in one setting, like be be productive in what you do. So like maybe even if you do a paragraph of this essay you have to do, at least you started it and like be proud of yourself for just starting it. So don't feel like you have to do all of these assignments or you have to get everything done in that one time that you sat down to do it like be productive but like take those moments like little by little I guess and don't start in a big assignment if you only have a little time like just do those get those little ones done first that you can like hammer out and then boom you got those three little discussion posts do done you know what I mean does that make sense yeah I think that's great especially thinking of like don't be afraid to work ahead I don't know I feel like there's somewhere in our lives we decided that procrastinating was like cool you know and right. who plans ahead <laughs> and um and I, I mean I still procrastinate but uh -huh. thinking of like yeah just because this discussion post is due in a week or two doesn't mean I can't spend time like writing it right now because that will save me time in the future so I love that idea of use that little time and don't be afraid to work on something that isn't 
do yet, then you'll save yourself time for later. Absolutely. I think procrastination is gonna happen. Like, I don't want to sit on here and be like, don't procrastinate. Procrastination is bad because it will. I yeah. do it <laughs> and we all do it. Like, it, it happens. But also don't make it a habit, though, mm-hmm. because I think if you get in the habit of pushing everything back and be like, oh, I have time, I have time then procrastination 100% makes you more stressed because instead of having, like, instead of being like, okay, I can do this little portion and I'll come back to it later, you may be like, well, I have to do this three-page paper right now in the next hour or two because I didn't do it. And then obviously that's going to stress you out a ton. So there is grace for procrastination, but of course, don't make it a habit. Um, Yeah, so that, yeah, that was, I totally agree with that, Janet. The next thing I want to talk about um, I got a couple questions where people were asking me, like, how do you write down your schedule? Like, do you write it out, like, physically? Do you, like, have, like, a system for your schedule? Like, how do you know when things are coming up? Like, what do you use? So I'll tell you guys, my like, what I did. And maybe, and again, like, find your own system and find whatever works for you. So, like, what works for me may not be exactly what works for you. What works for Janet may not be what works for, like, me or whatever. So I'll tell you what I do, and maybe this will help you. But also just find your own system and stick with that um and I'm also interested to see kind of like your system like however you like kind of plan things but for me personally this is like what I do I have two calendars so I got this one big like monthly calendar you know those like really kind of bigger calendars that you can see the whole month on um so I have one of those and I went ahead like when I got all my syllabus syllabi whatever grammar um <laughs> and I went ahead and I wrote down all of my assignments on that big monthly calendar and that way I can see like the whole month ahead of me but I've I realized that like looking at it by a monthly can like stress me out because I'm like holy cow there's so much I have to do so then I got this smaller calendar that's by like a week so then in that week, each week, I really look at this smaller calendar. So it's like, it helps me to be able to see the big picture to help me see like, okay, I have this big assignment coming up or I have this exam coming up like in two weeks. But it also like this small calendar is the one that I really, really, really live by. Like being able to kind of go week by week while also being able to see the next two weeks, if that makes sense. So for me, I will look at that next this week and I'm like, okay, let me prioritize in this week what I have to do. If there's this smaller assignment, then I'll do this maybe this day. If I have this bigger one, then I'll work on it throughout the, the week. But it helps me be able, for me personally, writing it down and actually like being able to physically write down my assignments and everything so I can visibly see it helps me a lot because I could go on Canvas every day and I could, you know, like check every week to see like what's due, but I feel like I miss stuff. And it's just, especially because each assignment or each class is in a different like folder on Canvas, if you know what I mean, or maybe you guys use D2L, but same, same thing. So actually writing it down helps me a whole lot. Yeah, I used to planner a lot in college, um, just yeah, writing it down. I love that. And I love your idea of looking at the big calendar because I was going to say that relates a lot to balancing things, to be able to look, oh, I have this coming up and this and this to see what's coming. Uh, something I did more in seminary was, and it took some time, but looking at each syllabus and then putting them all together on one page. So mm-hmm. it's the week of September 20, whatever. And then I could see, okay, this will be due. All of these things are due that week Mm -hmm. and now you have to be careful with that because sometimes a professor will change their syllabus and everything but what I liked about that was I could look ahead and be like 
oh, well, this big paper is due the same week as this and just kind of have one consolidated to-do list as best as I could. Uh, so that's something if you're if you're good enough with details, I would do that. Um, mm-hmm. What I ended up doing was kind of double checking it all the time because you could easily miss something. And, you know, if you didn't copy and paste it, you don't want to forget to do it. But uh, that was something that helped me just see week by week what was coming up for each class yeah I really like that and I like I have my whole monthly calendar but the one I really use is my week by week Mm -hmm. like one that is on one sheet so I don't get too stressed out but if you are someone out there that likes preferably something like on your phone like you want it mobile I have a couple friends that use google calendar or something like that it's like google docs calendar something like that i i need a i can go and double check that but i have some friends that like put all their stuff on their phone and they like color code it and it's super easy so i'm I'm pretty sure it's called google doc calendar if i'm wrong then i apologize but you can always like go on the app store app store (laughs) you can always go on the app store um and see if there's a calendar that you like you know Mm -hmm. if you are more someone that likes it on your phone like all the time um, so yeah, those are some ways that I think you er, will help to like actually write down your stuff. Um, another tip or advice that I want to give is in the midst of studying, like take breaks. If you're doing an assignment, if you're doing homework, like take some breaks. Don't feel like you have to sit down for two hours at a time and like jot this whole thing down. If that works for you, then again, like do what works for you, but set breaks or give yourself breaks, set realistic goals yourself so you're not over here feeling like a failure because you didn't get so much done in a day like be be realistic and um give yourself some grace whenever like you don't do it and stuff and then my last thing I'll say for balancing school life and work is to sleep sleep dudes I I cannot stress enough how much I know like there's going to be nights where you want to stay up till 2 or 3 a.m. to hang out with people and to do things, and that's totally fine. But just know your body and listen to your body and don't overdo it. Like, if you have a really long day one day, then let yourself go to bed at 10 p.m. or 9 p.m. or whatever. Like, your body cannot physically function if you don't get enough sleep. And so... I know that is like something you don't really want to hear because college is like the time to have so much fun to go out and I don't know stay up till midnight studying I don't know whatever that was so lame that was not what okay whatever but but I agree with that so there are times in college and it was mostly when I was studying so I don't know what I would have done going back but I would make myself sick like I'd get three hours of sleep before a test and then the whole rest of the week I would feel you know a cold coming on or something like that and it is amazing just how much that affects you. So you want to be careful because you don't want to make yourself sick from lack of sleep. Yes, honestly. And I I can even attest, like, I remember one day last year, I was going, going, going all week. Like, it was a whole week where I just did not set time for myself to rest. And it came to, like, Sunday, and I literally slept for, I think, like, 16 hours in a day because I genuinely could not get up and, like, go because for so long I was, like, running myself ragged. Hopefully that helped for you guys for balancing school, life, and work. I know you guys can do it. I know you may get stressed sometimes. Um, And also when it does come to finals, when it does come to exam week, whenever you just have one of those weeks, I just want you guys to know that your worth and your value does not come in your grades. So if you bomb a test, it's okay. You can make that up. You can still, um, you're gonna, you're okay. Um, So don't put a ton of weight on yourself in that aspect. But um, also, yeah, just take time for yourself to rest and 
You're gonna you're gonna do great, guys. You guys totally got this. All right, so now let's move on to loneliness and finding friends in college. These are two separate things, but I think they go hand in hand really well. Um, and I loneliness just for me, if I'm being real, has been like the story of my life for the past like year slash year and a half when I moved to Johnson City. For me, I didn't have a Christian community surrounding myself, right? Like I like I said a little earlier, I lived in an apartment for two years when I moved to Johnson City. I didn't like live right on campus or in dorms where people were like around me all the time. Like the only community I really had was college age when I would go Sunday nights or middle school nights on Wednesday nights. Like I just had these little snippets of community um, for me, but it left me feeling totally alone and isolated throughout the week a lot. Um, eventually, I just got sick of it. I was so tired of feeling lonely. I was literally tired of just feeling isolated all the time. And so I started a small group. Um, it's actually thanks to FCC and like their support that like we were able to really get that going because they um, bought our books. And so it helped all the other people coming into it too. So we didn't have to like buy it. Um, but yeah, like I started a small group, guys. So like that just shows how much I genuinely was like so lonely in that season to the point where I was like, I'm done with this. I'm going to start something to where I can like get people and we can like start seeing each other on a weekly basis and start getting this little community going. So we started reading Find Your People and I am going to quote this book so much. If you've not already heard, I've probably quoted this on previous episodes because it's genu genuinely such a good book. It talks about struggling with loneliness and how to find your close people. Um, I stopped doing this group um, once, you know, summer hit and I'm going to start it back up. So if this sounds like something, if you're listening to this and you're like, that sounds really good. That sounds like something I kind of want to join. We would love to have you. Um, so please reach out to me if this does sound like something you'd want to do, because we're going to jump this back up again. I haven't um, th really thought of times or dates or anything. So nothing is like set in stone yet at all. But I would absolutely love if you are feeling lonely, if you are feeling uh, like kind of isolated right now, please join this group because this book is incredible. And something that Jenny Allen says in this book is that you're not alone in feeling alone. And I hope you can hear me loud and clear when I say that, because in this book, she talks about how one in five people feel alone. And that was before COVID. So now it is probably like two or three people out of every two or three people out of five people feel alone. So you are not alone. I think it is so easy to look at someone or to look at a group of people and to be like, well, they have their people. They look like they're doing fine. It's just me over here that's lonely. I'm the only one feeling this way. Even if I have like my group of friends, you can you can still feel lonely even with your friends because there's this lack of like deep connection, deep intimacy in your friendships, deep rooted like relationships um like you can be a part of a friend group where you guys talk about all this fun stuff right but like if they don't genuinely know you if they aren't like asking you deep personal questions and you guys like don't like get this deep relationship you can still feel lonely and so I just hope you know you're not alone and feeling alone I feel like you can even look at me and you can like if you're at Milligan or 
wherever and you're like julie you know all these people you are not alone like you're not struggling with loneliness well let me let, let me let me let you in in a little a secret my dudes i am still struggling with loneliness like it's something that i still struggle with because it's a transition because it's hard to like move from one school to another school and to like get connected into like these groups and things right and so you're not alone in feeling alone and i hope you know that even when you feel alone you're not and that there are people around you who want to surround you and who want to be with you and that love you. And yeah, so I hope that um, is just a little good like base ground um, for loneliness. But now let's jump into finding friends, which really just goes right into like this lonely phase. If you can find friends, it helps you to not be lonely. Um, so I was actually just talking with someone the other day about this because like she was asking me, she was like, hey, how are you doing? Like for real. And like that is just that question just means so much to me because that is one of those questions where it's like she is genuinely trying to like get to know me. Like those are one of the questions that you want to have in a friendship. Right. And so she was asking me, like, how are you doing? And I was like, I mean, I'm doing I'm doing good but I feel like I still don't have my people and I'm kind of struggling. And she was kind of telling me or asking me, she's like, okay, well, like, where do you go to study? And I was like, what do you mean? I was like, I, I genuinely was not expecting that to be the question she asks me, asks me with like how I'm doing. She's like, well, are you studying like in the library or are you studying in your room or where, where do you go whenever you don't have class? Where do you go when you don't have class? And I was like, uh, I usually go to my room. And she was just telling me, she was like, hey, well, if I can encourage you to not go in your room, I, I think that would be a big help for you. And I was like, really, why? And she was just helping me to like kind of explain to me that my room for me is my safe place. That's where I can go to feel safe and feel like comfortable. But at the same time, when you isolate yourself in your room, that makes you absent. It makes you closed off. It just makes you detached from friends and community and like this place around you. Um, so I guess the first thing that I would say when finding friends is try not to isolate yourself in your room, even if it is easy for you. Like, and, and I'm speaking to myself here because I, I do this all the time. I'm still trying to like work through that. Um, so take like study in a public like area, go to the library. We have this place at Milligan called The Sub, maybe at ETSU or maybe wherever you're going. There's another place kind of similar to this, but go to somewhere that like stays open longer. So like that maybe serves food later, that is a good hangout. Um, anywhere like those places, even in your dorms, like in our dorms, we have like a little lobby area. So even if it's just that, like it's that is a place literally right outside your rooms that's still a little more open and it's not like closed off like your room is. So literally anywhere you can go on campus to find a place where you're more open, go to that. Like go and study there. And I know this is pushing you out of your comfort zone. I know it is. And it may be a little uncomfy for a bit. It may be hard to do that. But I promise if you can do that for a good amount of time at the beginning of college or throughout college, even even in your senior year, doing that will help you not to feel as lonely. And it will also, I 100% know that it will make you find friends, it will find people, there's people that will like come and talk to you with you. And even if it's a small conversation, they'll like still hear you and you're still around people, which helps the loneliness. Um, so yeah, I guess kind of two things in that is one, don't isolate yourself, but then also step out of your comfort zone. Even though it may be hard, it will be very, very 
worth it and it will be reimbursing to your soul and to yourself if you can do that. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Just the idea of it's hard when you're lonely. It's almost like you don't want to try hard anymore. You're so tired or it feels like it takes more effort and everything. But if you don't put that effort in, then you're probably not going to find people. And that's really hard. I mean, no one wants to hear that they have to put more work in. Uh, But that kind of is the way it has to go. You have to put yourself out of your comfort zone. I think also starting out small. So I love what you said about just study somewhere else, but also starting out small as far as your expectations for friendship. In college, I think you look around and you see all these people who seem like they have it made. You know, they have their friend group. They're posting about it. Their Instagram makes it look like they have the best life ever. And chances are they might not actually feel that way. So we compare ourselves to this unrealistic idea of what our friendship should be like, what they should feel like. And then we're sad that it falls short, but we're never going to get to that ideal friend group or whatever if we don't put ourselves out there Mm -hmm. and I think if you can just loosen that expectation a little that'll help a lot because sometimes we go into college really expecting it to just arrive and appear and that we'll find the best people ever and maybe it'll start there start by just finding someone you had a good conversation with Mm -hmm. and seeing where that goes maybe that's not someone you're going to hang out with again or study with again but start somewhere before you look for who's going to be my best friend ever that I look back on when I'm married 50 years from now and know my college friends are there so just find a reasonable place to start and find a few people to be around. I absolutely wholeheartedly agree and that was such a good word like Janet that was so good because genuinely yes like we I I do at least when I moved to Johnson City to me I was like I'm going to a new job I'm living with new people I have a whole new town a new church like this whole just new everything and so in my expectations I was like well with all those new things I'm gonna find new people which is equal gonna equal new best friends and huge community and amazing time when like that just that's not that wasn't accurate. That was an unrealistic expectation. And so then when I was there and I didn't have a ton of people and I didn't have anyone, I just immediately clicked with, I was like, what am I doing wrong? What is happening? Yeah, that was a good word. And so, yeah, don't, don't try and find your immediate best friend, like in the first week or whatever. Like, even if you, there was one person you connected with, just try and start there. Start there. Yeah. Yeah. That was really good. So ending with that, I just want to encourage you guys to don't lose hope. Don't lose hope in finding friends. Don't lose hope um, if you feel lonely and it's your third or fourth year in college. Mm -hmm. Um, Wherever you are, I promise you're not alone, and I hope you know that you can always come to me, and there's always people around you that you can go to, um, and you're you're just not the only one feeling this way. So don't lose hope. Keep stepping out. Keep um, reaching out, and I I know that you'll, you'll find your people, and you'll find your place, and yeah, start small. Don't take huge steps. Babies don't take their first step by running. They It takes them a little bit of wobbling. It takes them a little bit of falling, and then they eventually take that step. So now let's talk about finding a church. I think when you go to college, whether you've been in church your whole life or whether you haven't, this is a time where you really should be connected in church. It's a time when you really should be connected in people with likewise faith as you. It's the place you should go to get not only rooted in your faith, but it's a place where you grow in relationships with people. Um, so Janet, can you like give anyone advice for just, they're new to a place. They don't even know like where to start with looking for a church. Like what, what's the steps they should do when finding a church? 
Yeah. I mean, I'm sure what you would typically do is Google it or look on Instagram or something. Um, now, more than ever, you can probably view their service online ahead of time. That'll give you a little bit of the vibe of the music and the feel of the room. And that that's usually really helpful. Uh, and then I would say just start visiting and it's awkward and weird most likely maybe you have a friend who you can pick to go with you but don't be afraid to just visit and see how it goes um i would say one thing that i see a lot with college students is they're visiting and visiting and visiting and then sometimes it'll be their second semester they're like well i still just haven't found the right one yet and that's kind of where i i push back a little of like okay but at some point you're going to kind of have to pick one, commit. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't say that to be like a jerk or whatever, but if you keep visiting forever and you never really get involved or take that step, then there's a chance you're looking, again, for something that's, your your expectations might be too high. Maybe you're comparing it to your church from home and you want it to feel that way. But your church from home, well, you grew up there. You know, there's a reason that you liked it and everything. And at some point you'll have to stay a bit longer to actually experience connection. So at some point recognize that no church is perfect and that it, it isn't about finding one that, fits every single aspect of who you are in every single way, because that doesn't exist. And if it did exist, then we would probably have our own little churches, like individual churches for every single person ever. And that's not the point. So be ready to see something new. Maybe it's a different style of preaching than you would have picked or a different style of worship or whatever that may be and see what what body of Christ that God is calling you to. That's perfect. I'm so glad you said that. Yeah, so like church, like hunt for the church, go church hunting each week, try another church. But once you find a church that you do like, once you find a church that feels um, that feels a little more like home, that you feel like you do connect more with, pick that one and be consistent with it. But like, don't just go, but get like involved into the church. Um, I for me, when I started going to First Christian, I wanted to get more involved. But of course, I was new. So I know Janet wasn't like, okay, I'm going to ask her to like do the, um, be a small group leader because I was new. Like she didn't expect me to like immediately like get involved, but like I was ready to. So the time when I asked Janet, I was like, hey, I really want to get involved. Is there anything I can do? Then Janet was like, oh, absolutely. Yeah, here are some ways that you can be involved. Come to this event or come help with this or whatever. And so um, reach out to whoever is like in charge of wherever community you're at and get involved. It doesn't even have to be maybe you're, I'm going into student ministry. So that's why when I got involved, I went immediately to like the middle school and um, the college age. And um, that's where I went. But maybe for you getting involved, means worship. Maybe that means just the greeting. Maybe that means whatever else. Maybe it's like the little babies, toddlers, um, Maybe it's like audio helping with like the lights and the sound um, for like the behind the scene things for the church. But I definitely think getting involved is an amazing way to stay rooted into the church. It helps you find the community there. It helps you stay connected. Um, and it also just it, it grows you in your own faith and your faith walk. So, yeah, that was awesome. Um, so so now, Janet, let's say someone Start, someone was doing these steps. They went church hunting. They found that church. It felt like the right fit for them. So they went to a service or two. They started getting involved. 
and they just got hurt by someone in the church, whether it's something, they, they said something, they, they did something that just really hurt me. And now I feel like I'm in this place where I know I should go back. I know I need to be connected, but I haven't gone in a good couple weeks because I'm just not ready to like face that again because I was, I was hurt by someone in the church. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you can say to that person right now who is struggling yeah. with fighting that yeah it's hard because I know all situations are different so if I say something that maybe is more insensitive to that specific situation just give me a little grace there um Mm -hmm. of church hurt is real Mm -hmm. and most likely we all will experience it because we all experience hurt in any type of relationship um and I guess that my first question would be is there a chance of reconciliation there whether it's relational or with that specific church and I don't know the answer to that that's very dependent on the circumstances but that is something that we are reconciled to God and we are invited to look for reconciliation in the world Uh, and Jesus is clear when there's conflict or pain you know sometimes we actually need to tell the person how we experienced it there's a chance maybe that they didn't know they hurt you uh, and it could be an opportunity where you need to explain that and that's really hard and vulnerable so and again not knowing the situation this could be a situation where that is not appropriate at all for whatever reason Um, but really start by seeing considering reconciliation if that's even a possibility Uh, if it's not a possibility that it's that church or even talking to that specific person my challenge would be start looking somewhere else for another church Uh, on the one hand I get the need for a break or the pull to take a break from church but my fear often there is once you take a break it's hard to go back you know and I really do believe we're called to participate with others in Christian community in the body of Christ um and nothing really replaces church you know your small group with your other uh college students it's great it's beautiful and that should continue but the body of christ is about being with people of all ages and all backgrounds as best you can find um and not just being pulled to the people who you're most comfortable with um so what that could look like is maybe you go to a church a different one for a little bit with a friend who you know goes to a church And just go alongside them for a little bit because sometimes it's helpful just to see someone else who has a really healthy relationship with the church. Uh, And don't necessarily pressure yourself to get super involved yet. You know, you might feel a little hesitant, but I would find some way to stay connected to a church, uh, if at all possible, and to find someone to process that hurt with as well. That's definitely important. Um, Like I said, we all have church hurt. I still certainly do. I have things that have wounded me in the past. And the best way through that is to talk to someone else about it, even if it's just that they're listening, you know, and they might have no advice whatsoever, but that they can recognize that you are going through something real uh, and that you need to voice that and process that with someone. Oh, that was so good. So uh, there's so many things Janet just said that I love. I am sorry. I'm so sorry if this is you and this is something that you have been struggling with. No one should go through that. Um, but yeah, know that your feelings are valid, but also don't sit in those feelings. We think the church is like this holy place where it is the place where it's supposed to be perfect. The people in there should be perfect, that everything they say is supposed to be um, just this perfect place. But also like the people that make up the church are fallen and broken people. And so they we aren't going to be perfect all the time. But don't let, like Janet said, like don't miss out on the growth and the life-changing relationships that you can experience um, because of a hurt. Um, if 
find that healthy church that works for you. Um, and again, like Janet did say, like maybe this isn't a place that you should go back to, um, or maybe it is, maybe it is something that you should try and like work through again, or maybe it's something that you do need to just move on and find another church. Um, but yes, your feelings are valid, but don't sit in those feelings to where you feel like you can never go back to church. Don't let this thing that happened to you be a um, breaking point for you. All right, awesome. So now let's go to our very last topic, which is relationships. There was this one question that someone asked that I really liked. Um, I can see this going two ways, but this person said, how to balance the present thing about the future while enjoying the present here? And I really like that because I guess I can see that going two ways. One, I can see that being like you're in a relationship where you you guys have been talking and like marriage is maybe in the next season of life or it's maybe right behind right around the corner so you're half trying like you're half really excited for that but then looking at the future you're it's now making you not present in the now and so now you're kind of like not really focused on what's happening right here now because you're so focused on the future or I can also see that being like maybe you're a senior and you're about to go into a job you're about to move out into the world and so you're like in the phase of like doing interviews and you're so focused on the future that you're now not really enjoying your senior life at college um but regardless to however this question was meant I think the the main thing and the really big thing that you can do for whether this is a dating phase or whether it is a just senior going off into life thing regardless is to enjoy the present, I think you have to have peace with the future. You have to be at peace with where God has you right here, right now. And I'm talking to myself here too, because it is very easy for me to get excited about the future. It's very excited for me to be like, what's going to happen next? Is it, 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 am I about to like move on with like my relationship? Um, yeah, I'd agree a lot with what you just said too, of having peace about the future. I think especially in this age group of college age or young adult, it's so easy to worship the future and make Mm -hmm. it an idol um, because I think we've tricked ourselves into thinking we can control it. So, I mean, uh, speaking from my own experience, uh, Julie's probably heard my story a few times of I was pressuring Michael so hard, like figure out your life so we can figure (laughs) out if we're going to get married or not. And what I mean by figure out your life was I really wanted to move to China as a missionary uh, Mm -hmm. and or just somewhere. um, I wanted to be a missionary. I wanted to live abroad. And I kind of put it on Michael of you need to decide because I'm doing this and it's either with you or without you. and in some ways, I was proud of myself for, like, standing up for my call, you know. But I also feel like I put so much pressure on him that wasn't helpful to our relationship. And the fact is, my advice about your future is always going to be, you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Sorry, you know. Like, it's <laughs> almost like the more set you are on thinking your plan is going to happen, the more likely it is it's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's kind of what ended up happening for us. Um, we live in Tennessee now, which is not in Asia or in Africa, (laughs) two places that we had visited um, all throughout the continent, really, we were considering. And now here we are. And it's like, I wasted all that pressure and relational tension. Um, So at some point, you just have to be at peace with the fact I love how you said that be at peace with the fact that you don't know what's going to happen. you could map it out perfectly and you guys could both be on the same page the whole way and then it still doesn't happen. And that's okay. And that's where you really are uh, seeking God and just making sure, okay, um, and just seeing what God actually has for you. 
Oh, I so agree. I also, going in on with that, is also don't rush into it. I think that's another way that when you don't have peace with the situation, when you want something so bad, you do rush into it. With And then when you, do, when you rush into it, you're not taking time to really, like, have those talks that you need to with your person. Like, mm-hmm. make sure you guys are on the same page about the future stuff, about um, just about personal beliefs in this phase of life if you are in college and you are dating someone like really really take this time to genuinely ask like the the more deep stuff um ryan and i are currently in a book we are reading called the sacred search um and this is a really great book i highly highly encourage people to read it if you are thinking about marriage or if this is like the next phase of life for you um is i think i highly recommend like people like you should have a study with your person and really like talk about this sacred search is an amazing amazing book it not only gets um it talks about if you're getting married for the right reasons but it also really is a good book to get to know your person like ryan and i have been in a just a a relationship for a long time so we were like oh we totally know everything about each other but then we started reading this book and it really showed like a lot of things that like we didn't know about each other i still think it's wise to like really do a study with your person before you're even engaged um to just see if you really are on the same boat and team about Mm -hmm. what life looks like for you or how you want to raise your kids or just if you guys have the same morals and beliefs um yeah but also if this is you and you are in this phase I really encourage you to get to know the person's like love language get to know their enneagram and get to know their temperament genuinely like if you get to know your person's love language because then that can help you in conflict it also can just help you um to get to know them, know how to love them the best, but get to know their anagram, get to know their temperaments, like just get to know the best way that you can like know, get to know each other. Um, but also like do a study together, get to know one another better and more in a good way for like looking out in the future instead of just looking out in like the right here, right now. Cause this is the person you'll marry for life, Whatever. Lord willing, yeah. I love your idea of doing a study or a book. I mean, find a book that you're interested in. And the cool thing about that, the opportunity it opens is conversation starters without it feeling like Julie's always bringing up the deep and heavy topics you know Mm -hmm. and that that can be exhausting when Mm -hmm. you feel like you're the one wanting to talk about when are we getting married and how many kids are we having so it's cool to have like this third party whether it's Mm -hmm. a book or a counselor or whatever Uh, it also means there's this third party material like if the book talks about some concept that you disagree with you guys can disagree or talk about it in a way that doesn't feel like you're attacking each other Um, even if it's unintentional you know if let's say Julie says something and Ryan's like oh I totally hate that you know (laughs) it's so much easier to talk about that topic if it's presented by whether it's a video curriculum or a study or some person you're talking to it gives you a safer place to start from where you're processing that and having a conversation rather than what could actually turn into an argument by accident because it feels more like you're positioned against each other when it's always you two talking about these topics without something else. So again, whether it doesn't even have to be a live person, a book that's giving you this material or something else, it's really helpful to interact with that. It feels a little safer and more comfortable. Uh, yes, so true. So if if you are in that phase, we really encourage you to start a book, um, not only to just get to know each other, but so it really does like break that. Maybe it just third person, third book, Third Whatever. party, Third yeah. Party. yeah. <laughs> um, it does really create this really good space to start having those conversations and stuff. Um, 
Also, I I am all for marital counseling. Mm-hmm. What is it called? Premarital premarital counseling. counseling. Yeah, yes. I would agree with that. Yeah. I, Michael and I did that before we got married, mm-hmm. and it was really helpful to have that safe place to process with someone else listening in and mm-hmm. helping guide that discussion. Yeah. Obviously, I haven't done that yet because I'm not in that phase yet, but um, I, I do absolutely think that's a very wise thing to do. Um, yeah, so just make sure that you don't rush into it and that you are asking these hard questions. Um, and also, if you are in this phase of life, please set boundaries for yourself. I think that's also something that in college it's very harder to do. You want to just do your own thing, but set boundaries because that will also show the morals and it will also show the pers- the other person too. Like if you can set boundaries and not only just set them, but respect boundaries, it really, that shows a ton into the person that you're dating and with too. Um, yeah, so that's really all that we have. Um, we hope that this has hopefully one thing in this you've really um got and that it's encouraged you and that it's a good some advice for college because college can be amazing it can also be difficult and challenging so as we close off um if you guys are new here i always do a prayer request to end the episode off with whoever is on um and then i'll pray us out and we'll head out so janet do you have a prayer request for us? yeah yeah i'll squeeze uh, here's my prayer request but i'll squeeze in a little more i guess advice with it um so my prayer request is you know you you know my husband is applying for a pa school right now uh so he's on the wait list for next year so he's either gonna go next january and find out sometime within the next few months or he'll have to apply again next year uh so Gosh, I guess our ideal prayer request would be that he does get in off the wait list, that enough people don't uh, want their spots so he can go to school in January. Uh, and if not, just that it's a smooth process next year. And I, I'd say along with that, um, something that was on my mind as I was thinking about what my prayer request would be is that in college especially, it's so easy to think that whatever our prayer request is or the thing that's pressing um matters more than it really does in the long run. So I'm really trying to have perspective on my current situation of Mm -hmm. if Michael doesn't get in in January, like right now, that kind of sucks. It really does. Like that affects us financially and a lot of things It will just be a little bit harder for the next year. Um, But for this or for when you guys are stressed on homework or life or relationship decisions, I really try to remind myself of a heavenly perspective, meaning that, gosh, five, 10 years from now, let's say Michael doesn't go to school next year. We're probably not even going to be like, oh my gosh, our life was ruined because he had to wait an extra year. Five, 10 years from now, you're not going to care about that paper you're stressed over. Um, I graduated college eight years ago and I'm like, what were the things I was worried about? (laughs) Like, I don't remember. I did fine. You know, if I failed it, it's obviously not impacting me now. Um, So yeah, pray for Michael, but also pray for us, you know, me and you and all of those listening, um, that we could continue to have that heavenly perspective that we would pray for these things, but not give it a bigger space Mm -hmm. than it needs. Absolutely. That's really good. Also, that's encouraging to hear for me now that in eight years from now, maybe the things that I think are like huge deal breakers right now in the long run, maybe are not. Yeah. yeah. They might just totally go away and you'll be like, what was I worried about? So (laughs) that's awesome. (laughs) Not all of them, but you never know. (laughs) Yes. All right. I'll pray for us and then we will head out. 
All right, dear God, I am so thankful for Janet. I'm thankful for the leader that she is to me, the friend and the mentor all in one, and how amazing um, of a person that she is, how well she runs her ministry, but also how much she looks to you and how much guidance she gives, not just to me, but to all of these college students. I know that if anyone ever needed anything, she would be the one there. She literally welcomed me with open arms in her, her own house. She let me stay with her in times where I needed it. And so, Lord, I'm just super thankful for her. I'm thankful for this episode and all the wisdom that she is bringing out lord i i really really encourage um her and i just appreciate her and i just love um who she is and all that she has become um thanks to you and thanks to this awesome community that you've bestowed onto her um and that the people she's surrounded her by too that they love her lord i want to lift up michael today as you hear their prayers you hear their concerns um this has been something that they have been um, as you know, Lord, this has been like a big, big question and a big fear for them. Um, it's something that would really um, help them and also just it would bless them a lot if Michael does can get into school in January. Timeline-wise, um, financially-wise, Lord, just for it all, Michael puts so much time and effort into school. And so, Lord, I pray that you will open doors for them and that this will be the opportunity that he can have. But, Lord, I also pray that um, as Janet said so beautifully and so well, that you also give them heavenly perspective, um, not only for Janet and Michael, but for everyone listening that in whatever season of life they are in, that we can just have that heavenly perspective to know that at the end of the day, you are in control and that you tell us not to worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. And you say that because you know what tomorrow has in store and you are watching over us. Um, and you have a plan for us to prosper us and not to harm us, plans to give us a hope in a future um and so lord may that be our view site um and our view going forward that regardless of what happens that we can have peace and that we can know that you're doing this for the glory of us and because you have what's actually best for us um even if we don't see it right now and even though we are in the uh midst of it and it can be really really hard to see what you actually have planned and everything that you have in store for us may we just have that he heavenly viewpoint as we go throughout our lives. Lord, I just pray a blessing um, over Janet and Michael together as they really are doing amazing things. I just pray that they will continue to glorify you and that you will open doors for them as you see fit. I pray for everyone else listening today. I pray for my college friends that are in the midst of maybe some loneliness, maybe some relationship things. Maybe they're just struggling to find some friends or maybe they're just stressed. Whatever they're going with through right now, Lord, I just pray that you will know, they will know you're here with them. They will know that they have people here for them that are fighting for them, that are in their corner, and that if they did go through some church hurt, I pray that they will um, be able to heal through that well and that they will be able to find this new church or the same church and that they can really... Um, start mending those wounds. God, we love you and we thank you for everything you do for us. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening today. I know we ran a little long, but I just know that God is going to do um, a work in this. So if you can, please write a review, um, follow and subscribe. Guys, it really just takes a minute out of your time, but it tremendously helps me to get the word out, to get this out there. Um, or whether it's even just posting on your story. If this helped you or if you feel like this could really help a friend, please send it to them um, and just help us, help me get the word out, help spread this gospel and this truth. Uh, so thank you so much for listening, guys, and we hope you have an amazing day and amazing week. Bye. Bye.